Whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi Podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season 14, episode 18, Wishlist. And Kelsey, will you please read us the Degrassi wiki summary? Sure. It's Frankie's birthday and she's going to celebrate it Hollingsworth style with a Gatsby party. She warms up to the idea of having a relationship with her financially inclined father while she plans for her party. Maya looks for a gal pal to take with her to the spa for a much-needed day of relaxation. Imogen uses drastic measures to defend herself and is hurt when Jack doesn't have her back as things get violent with Damon, causing the principal to get involved. That last violent one... Violent is kind of an exaggerated word. Drastic is also an exaggerate. Like, mm, Dra- she just like need him in the balls like that's yeah. not drastic measures nor is it part i wouldn't be like that was so violent that was an act of violence it was like a eh, whatever exactly um also this entire spa day storyline was so nothing and also annoyed me a lot with her like i'm not getting girls yeah same <laughs> also this entire episode was kind of nothing really not that much happened the most interesting storyline i think would be imogen and jacks but it's also like nothing really happened until the very end because the whole time it was like imogen pick up on context clues imogen pick up on context clues plus it was like a c plot so we like didn't get any of it really and also i think if we did get more of it it would just be us going like imogen pick up on context clues yeah but that's not really Imogen's strong suit. No. Um, she doesn't do subtle, and she doesn't pick up on subtle. No, not at all. Um, oh, but the episode is called Wishlist, which is a 1998 song by Pearl Jam. It's a very Pearl Jammy Pearl Jam song. It is. Also, I'm looking at this Wikipedia or whatever, Google. Recorded February through September of 1997. Why did it take Pearl Jam that long to record this fucking song? Maybe it was the album. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) Otherwise, I would be upset and confused. That is extremely confusing. Wait, no, it's the song. Well, that's Wikipedia says it was the song. But maybe, again, they're talking about the album? I don't know. Wow, that's bizarre i don't know it peaked at number six on both the mainstream rock and modern rock billboard charts damn wow. it was on the greatest hits album all I right i don't care for pearl jam but i did me I used to like that song what was it called last kiss or something i don't know it's the one about the guy whose girlfriend dies in a car crash I don't know. It might surprise you that I am not intimately familiar with <laughs> Pearl Jam's discography. <laughs> You're right. I'm I'm shocked and appalled. No, it, it was like on the radio all the time when I was. In I like bet third if I heard grade. it, I would recognize it. But Probably. I don't think I can actually name any of like the titles of Pearl Jam songs, you- except for maybe is <laughs> "I'm Alive" one of them. Is that one of their songs? Like, I don't know. Oh, but that- Oh, I mean, I they know. all sound like that. that. I was going to say, that could be literally <laughs> any problem. I don't know. I don't Is even know. Is that Stone Temple Pilots? Ugh, it's all the same band. Is it Soundgarden? It's all the same band. Is it a Pearl Jam song? I'm looking it up. It is. Yeah, Alive. Yeah. That's the only, that's the, probably the only Pearl Jam song I could name by title. And that's because it was on Rock Band 2. <laughs> I only even have a guess at the one that I'm referencing because I remembered it like drunkenly like a year ago. Crash song. (laughs) Thank you. We're just Googling now. Last kiss. You were right. Yes. No. So the only reason I remember it is because I like a year, maybe two years ago, I a year and a half. It doesn't matter. I drunkenly remembered that song and I was like, I think I liked that song. <laughs> and I just tweeted out like, does anyone remember? And I just described the song and I got like three replies. And I think some of them were people who listened to the podcast. Caitlin maybe hey. responded. <laughs> so thanks guys. It might be saved to my Spotify. <laughs> it's not good, but I it mean, was like. I save your Spotify is definitely less of a commitment than like bought on iTunes though. So. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, 
Anyway, as far as the episode goes, if Wishlist, it's Frankie's birthday, she want, she wants her dad to buy her a bunch of shit. Yeah, that tracks. I feel like that's basically that's the one connection. Yep. Um. All right. Well, Frankie is having a Great Gatsby party for her 15th birthday. I can't believe she's only turning 15. She is a young freshman. Um, I, w- I was the, I I guess that you your birthday is probably like after the school year ended. yeah so you would have I would graduated have been 14 at the whole time. seventeen right mm-hmm. yeah can't relate <laughs> although I'm literally only six months off of that yeah trajectory um anyway she when she sees all the decorations in their courtyard she says oh my Gatsby yeah I wrote that down too also I feel like. When did the Great Gatsby movie? That came out in like 2013. So we're, I guess after Baz Luhrmann's Great Gatsby came out, I guess for maybe a year or so after that, it makes sense to me that people had Gatsby theme parties. I feel like that happened for like a couple years after, right? Yeah. Maybe. I think it's also it was just a thing, like... It was a thing for a while. It'd be like, oh, the 20s. I think it's also just like a stylized thing. Yeah. Like Bob's Burgers like recently had an episode where like... A child, small child's parents like threw them a Gatsby party. Yeah, as like an Instagrammable moment. I guess it's a. I know it's been happening for a while, but I feel like that that movie maybe like brought it back up again to be like, oh, twenties theme parties. Also, Boardwalk Empire was probably on oh, around yeah. that time. I didn't watch that show. But... Me neither. But I used to work um, at this place in Staten Island where they would sometimes film for Boardwalk Empire. Oh, nice. Um. But Frankie wants a champagne fountain at her party. And then Hunter's like, uh, Hunter's like lurking. is like, alcohol was illegal in the 20s. And I was like, did prohibition happen in Canada too? And then I Googled it and apparently, yes, it did. <laughs> All right. Good to know. I'm glad you Googled it. So we didn't just have to like hashtag maybe it's different and then never learn anything as is our way. They did like a prohibition for wartime rations, like after the world, after World War One, And then I think... Only Ontario had a temperance movement in, like, the 20s, for the majority of the 20s. But I don't think it lasted as long as America, and it wasn't, like, nationwide. That's what Wikipedia told me. I'm sorry to any Canadian listeners if I'm getting any of that incorrect. Um, But I was like, all right, fact-checking this, (laughs) because it was going to bug me. Um, do we want to go into fashion, please? Because yes. this is when Frankie's mother presents her with a vintage, like, 20s party dress. I'm into it. It's cute. I liked it. Um, oh, I did not like Frankie's weird, like, romper that was, like, it. I wouldn't go as far to say it was tie-dye, but it had, like, a tie-dye effect, like, in the middle. You know what I'm talking about? I have genuinely no memory of any outfit from this episode i called it her fruit roll-up romper because it had like that weird like like you know how fruit roll-ups like kind of have like colors that blur into each other i called that's i that's the only reference i could think of to describe her romper my only fashion note other than the dress is um uh, mrs hollingsworth looks great when she's picking them up at the plane she has like She's, like, got a dark lipstick. She's, like, very on theme, but she, like, you know, she pulls it off. Winston wears a top hat to this party, yep. and everyone is wearing, like, headbands with feathers in it, which I don't know if that's actually a thing that happened in the 20s or if it's, like, a Party City costume bag situation. Well, maybe Lil' Calm A, Lil' Calm B. Flappers did. I don't think it was, like, everyone wore a flower headband. A feather. Feather, rather. Sorry. My brain's broken. I'm tired. Don't know. Um, and Maya just wears that stupid leopard print pants in every episode. And they're all, it's a different color every episode. Why does she have so many leopard print pants? I don't get it. I'm a, I don't know. I'd hate it. It's very, like, 80s hairband. It's weird. Anyway, then Mr. Hollingsworth is here with gifts for Hunter and Frankie. And... Frankie's not having it. And no. Hunter, Hunter gets a watch. on board right away. Like, Hunter does not give a shit about it. He's like, great, I'll watch. Um, and then we're at the Matlin's house. Also, who gives a 14-year-old a watch? And what Fucking for- Mr. Hollingsworth, who just throws money at things. What 14-year... Actually, the question I should have been asking, what 14-year-old appreciates a watch? That is very fair. Don't know. 
But I don't know. I feel like watches are like... I don't want to like gender things, but I feel like dudes are really all about like watches. My like my dad always gets watches for like my brother for Christmas and stuff. But I still think that that's like an older thing because like my friend just got a really nice watch from his parents for his 30th birthday and he was very appreciative and like. You know, my, but I feel like it's like a, yeah. also a fashion. It is a thing. fashion, but thing. I think high school dudes, like if especially if they're like rich kids, like Hunter, mm, he would true. maybe have more of an appreciation for it. That's true. Um, at least from like a style standpoint. I mean, I don't know if Hunter really cares about that, but I feel like he can at least recognize. Like, it's like if you got him maybe. like a shiny like sports car or something. Yeah, but on a different level. Yeah, and maybe it's also like a this time period as opposed to when we were in high school because I feel like guys didn't have like accessories they didn't yeah they didn't accessorize they did they didn't have like style and I feel like guys now like pay more attention to yeah, that kind of thing I don't know maybe it was just my high school but I'm like everyone looked like they didn't care so or they just were like I'm just gonna buy what's on this mannequin at the mall and that's my style yeah like I can't really there was, like, a few, like, dudes in my year that, like, were well-dressed. And it was like, mm, there's something wrong with that kid. <laughs> Woohoo! Mid-2000. Yeah. Mid-2000. <laughs> Mid-2000s was not ideal. Mm-mm. Masculinity was especially fragile. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Zig is... Oh, so we're at the Matlin's house, and they've, like, upgraded their security since the break-in. And then Zig comes clean to Maya about how we like i know who broke in but he thinks it's damon which i don't think makes any sense i don't either but, but I'm, I'm like wondering if like it's actually not him but he's like i warned him about the basketball courts and now i feel like he broke into our house as a warning and i'm like why that doesn't make any sense it doesn't to me. make any sense to me either but but like maybe he did i don't know damon is kind of stupid so like well damon's extremely stupid also if Zig is like Damon did it, like if he left a specific like color bandana and Zig is like, oh no, this is like Damon's gang's color. Unless it was still Vince, but he wanted him to think that it, but that doesn't make sense. That either. doesn't make sense. Either. I have no idea. I don't know why, but I just, I don't know why he would break into their house. Maybe it's like, don't tell me what to do, but also thanks for not getting me murdered. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. Maya's mom got her got Maya a spa day to like and with a plus one so she could bring a friend because of like the stress of the break in. Is that right? I don't know. I I don't understand the like this entire spa day situation and why it is, is even happening. I guess it's just a reason for Maya and Grace to become friends, but I don't remember why she got this spa day. I, th- I think it was like her mom was like, you're stressed from the break in and yeah. you're still in therapy. So let's keep you on the up and up. Yeah, that was the vibe that I was getting. I think that was her reasoning. I mean, it's weird. It's weird that Zig doesn't get anything. And yeah. that Maya's mom doesn't get <laughs> when anything. He's literally like been in a gang and probably has PTSD from scary things. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, well, it doesn't matter in the end because he does get a spa day. Spoiler alert. Yeah, um, and that's that's like the only part of this episode that I'm excited to talk about is like the very end. <laughs> um, yeah, not, not a lot happened leading up to. It was a lot of bullshit. Um, but then we're in the hallway and Damon is like lurking behind Imogen and Jack and is being a total gross pervy guy. I want to punch this kid so badly it's in the so face. Annoying. I want to punch him more than I ever wanted to punch Derek. Wow, that's saying a lot. Yeah. Um, it's This does sound like something that Derek would do, that's though. That's true. Although maybe it's just that I've had so much distance from Derek, Derek now. Derek has been gone for so long. He's been gone for so long that I've, like, maybe I've just forgotten how terrible he is. <laughs> but Damon is the new Derek. Yeah. But, like, but plus, also in plus, a gang. plus violence. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Um, but, like, he's being gross and is, like, yeah, I wouldn't mind if, like, you kiss in front of... I don't know, whatever. He's being gross about them being in... What's with weird, gross, straight dudes and, like, 
two women kissing. It's just it's kissing. Just, like, what are you getting out of this? And Imogen says, we will not lip wrestle for your enjoyment. And he's still being gross. And then Imogen knees him in the balls. But Good. in front of, what's her name? Miss Pill. Yeah. And she's like, in my office. And I'm like, honestly, fucking go for it, Imogen. Earned I it. I a thousand percent support this. Um, and then we're with Frankie. It's her birthday officially. Lola and Shay got her like a cake shake or something. Um, but Frankie's like bumming out about her dad. She's like, it's hard to be around him. He's an abusive monster who wanted me to take the blame for Degrassi nude so he could win the election. Blech. Which I'm like, that is a very, that's, yeah, he's yeah. awful. It's fair. And Lola's like, well, try to look on the bright side of things. Like, having divorced parents means, like, maybe you can get two of everything or something. And I'm like, Lola, there's not a bright side of this. Not really, no. But um, she does talk about how she got a pony. But it's not a real pony. It was right. a stuffed pony. It was a whole thing. Basically, she's saying, exploit your dad for his money. Yeah, she says, you need to make him pay with money. <laughs> oh, Lola. Um, and then we're in the principal's office and Imogen is defending herself. And she's like, guys think that le we're lesbians for their benefit. Like we exist for their arousal. It's totally homophobic. And she's like, he was being gross. Like I want to get, like, I want to report this. And Ms. Pill's like, all right, well, that's a serious accusation. We'll probably have to get parents involved. Like if you want to go through with this. And she's like, yes, obviously he's gross. Get everybody involved. And Jack's like, no, 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 that's fine. I'm not backing this up because Miss Pill's like, that's a serious accusation. Do you both like attest to this? And Jack's like, nope, she's overreacting. Nope, don't get my parents involved. There's no reason why I don't want them to happen, but just like don't get them involved. It's just, I've just suddenly really <laughs> just 180'd my stance on this whole situation. Yeah. And Imogen is feeling betrayed, which is understandable. But yeah, but also, like, also, context yeah. clues. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Also, then we find out, so Frankie calls her dad, and he says, like, Mayor Hollingsworth, so I guess he, did we know that he won the election? We did not. I was very surprised by this, that he ended up winning this stupid election. Um, And Frankie's calling her dad and asking for, like, lots of stuff for the party. She's like, can we get a photographer? And he's like, did your mom say you could? And she's like, well, no. And he's like, yeah, fine, whatever. And then she's like, I want this, too. I want palm trees and a candy table and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, let me just give you my credit card What's number. a candy table? Is it just a table with candy on it? I guess so. No okay. idea. Um, and he's like, let me just give you my credit card number. This will be easier. She also requests a pony and receives one. That's true. Yeah. A real one. Because she has his credit card number and she does a lot with it. Yeah. Um, and then we are with Grace and Maya. Maya's, so Maya's like, I need to invite somebody to the spa day. And she goes to ask Grace, and she's making weird small talk about their, like, security system. And Grace is like, you better not have used your birthday as the as the security code. And Maya's like, I will change it. <laughs> um, and then fucking Maya <laughs> is, like, inviting her to the spa day, but in the worst way possible. Couching it in, like, I literally have no one else to ask. Yeah, will you please go to the spa day with me? I don't have any friends. Like, I don't like have anybody else to even go with it's horrible and grace is like thanks for the invite i guess air quotes around invite but i'm gonna pass on that and like and uh, maya's just like socially stupid but like but also like i kind of get where she's coming from like it's kind of like when you ask someone out and you're like uncomfortable so you couch it in all these like yeah you know not like if you don't want to like I don't care but instead but she's it's like, like but you actually in. really really care but you're trying not to look like you care exactly yeah I get it but it's also not great it is not well executed <laughs> she leans in way too hard to the like trying to be nonchalant because she doesn't think she's gonna be into going yeah she's like already expecting a rejection so she's just couching it way too much yeah yeah. It's not great. No. It's not her best look. No. I literally have no one else to go with. <laughs> it was not great. Terrible. Um, 
And then we're at this daytime Gatsby party. Daytime Gatsby party where they do these weird freeze frame, like, photo it's supposed to be photos. Montage yeah, thing. but they're all in, like, that terrible sepia tone that you would get, like, when you put on the sepia tone filter in, like, a MacBook. Yeah. In, like, photo booth. And we see the actual pony. I had so many MySpace pictures in that sepia tone where I'm, like, looking pensively. <laughs> With too much eyeliner. Oh, goodness. I'm and like sure. a something corporate caption. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, I feel time. like if you were to dig up like anyone's old Mac and just pull up that photo booth, it would be really embarrassing for yeah. everybody involved. That's bad. Um, and then Mr. Hollingsworth is here, but Frankie's just straight up ignoring him. Um, Winston got Frankie like a drawing by her favorite artist of her as her character in this play. Which yeah, is interesting. It's just weird. I'm waiting for this whole thing to blow up. Basically. Yeah, the Winston thing. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely put on pause this episode. And then Mr. Longsworth makes a speech, and Frankie just like bails in the middle of it. Yeah, because she cannot deal, which is understandable yeah I and, think it is. and you know valid i think it's just a testament to um uh like how likable this actor seems or how good he is at playing like yeah. charming that i do like feel for him this entire time yeah. even though i like don't give a shit about this guy and i think he's a monster the he's whole time really, i feel yeah, bad he's really good at yeah, what, everything that he's doing. Yeah, because the whole time I'm like, oh, I feel kind of bad. No, I don't, but I do, but I don't, yeah. but I do. It's, it's complicated. complicated. He's good at playing this because this is probably exactly how Frankie is feeling. Yeah. And it's like bringing us into that weird, conflicted feelings as well. Because yeah. she's like being super bitchy and I'm like, oh no, dad. But also, but also fuck that ooh, guy. He's shitty. He's yeah. the worst. Yeah. Um, And then... We are with Maya at the spa. She's by herself. And then obviously Zig shows up to bail her out so she's not alone. Zig to the rescue. And he says, I came to get my nails did <laughs> in He's like so a funny cute. voice. He's so cute. I love Zig. And then the vibe is weird again, which we will get to that later as well. Yep. Um, at this point, I was like, I think maybe we were wrong in last episode and the vibe is meant to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, the vibe was confirmed in this episode. Confirmed vibe. We're like, maybe they just aren't good at playing. Like, <laughs> we just we just have no faith in the actors, and we just really, really want them to not be together. Yeah, we are in hardcore denial. We're like, this obviously isn't what's happening. <laughs> that would be. That would be crazy. That would be so dumb. Oh God. No, we're so dumb. <laughs> Um, but then we are with Imogen, who's at the dot with Claire and Eli, and she tells them, I may have physically attacked someone, and she's telling them about how, like, Jack wasn't backing her up, and how, and then I think Claire's like, oh, maybe it's hard, I don't, I don't remember what yeah, Claire no, says. Yeah, no, Claire makes an excellent point, which is, she probably had a good reason. yeah. And Imogen's like, that's dumb. How's the world going to change if we ignore injustice? Which is also a fair point, but you can't force people to be, like, on the front lines of that if they feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, she didn't know that she was, like, forcing her to come out. Although that's kind of, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to it. I'm Yeah, that's complicated. It's complicated. Um, And then... Imogen's also stealing cupcakes, which is funny. Yes. And I, she's like, oh, I need to talk to her, don't, ha don't I? And Claire and Eli are like, yes, you do. And then she, like, walks out. But she does pay for the cupcakes she was eating. She pays for it in, like, change, like, though. Change, yeah. <laughs> so I don't think she paid for that cupcake. Yeah, that was the friend discount, I guess. I think she paid for, like, the icing on that cupcake. <laughs> um, and then we're with Frankie, who rented a private jet. And she wants to fly to Paris, but the pilot's like, well, no, that's not going to happen. And she's like, well, then maybe Montreal. And she's like, try she's with Winston and she's like trying to convince him to go. And she's like, Montreal's fun, Winston. Bagels. Is that a thing? Is Montreal known it for is. its bagels? I think it is. Didn't know that. I don't know that they're like known for their bagels, but I think it's like one of the only places in Canada that you can get a good bagel. Yeah, good to know. 
That is that my is, understanding. That is the next place I want to visit in Canada. Tweet me if I'm wrong because I'm often wrong. We should. I so really like know. Montreal. I really want to go. I haven't been since I was like literally in eighth grade. That doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> it would be I, way And more I hear fun. Montreal's f- rad. I feel like I know you can like get up to some shit in Montreal if that like that's true. what you want to do. That is but true. I, but I hear Montreal is really cool. It's really beautiful. I went on. We went in like. It was like the end of winter, beginning of spring, and we nice. did like a horse-drawn carriage situation with these big blankets. It was very nice. That's most of what I remember. <laughs> that and eating crepes and going into like the um, like the Canada equivalent of a Hot Topic in a mall and like speaking <laughs> French with, with a lady with cheek piercings. Nice. Yeah. I was right. like, oh, I'm home. Wonderful. Um, but Winston is not comfortable with this. Um and but then we're at the spa and zig and maya are like getting pedicures and they're like pretending to fill out like magazine quizzes and yeah. zig is obviously an arms guy i wrote that down <laughs> i was like of course he is yeah. and then zig is just basically calls maya out for her tact issues and like how shitty she was to grace when she was inviting her to the spa yeah he was like of course you didn't want to go you said i literally don't have anyone else to bring <laughs> and then maya's like man i'm bad at girls and i'm like oh maya you're just bad at social interaction yeah. like that's not a girl thing no uh, nobody would appreciate no that. um and then she does like later when she's talking to grace she does say maybe i'm just bad at people yeah she and does like, acknowledge that okay this isn't quite the level of when jane was like i just don't like have girlfriends like what like it was Uh, not quite that level of internalized misogyny but it was like touching on it a little bit um but also like i think i've tweeted this before but like i definitely spent like a lot of despite having many many girlfriends i was like i did that like like middle school high school it's like a osmosis societal yeah. thing that you like i feel like especially when you're like in high school and yeah. stuff like, like that's just like late middle school early high school that's it's like thing... i just can't take the drama there was no drama yeah it's like it's weird it's like tv teaches you it it's and like, dumb it's yeah. dumb um and also yeah and it also was way different because i feel like with jane it was like ugh, like ugh, i just can't i don't like i don't want girlfriends i can't do it Whereas Maya's like, I don't have anybody. I'm bad at this. So it's yeah. more like a, like, I wish that I had more girlfriends type yeah. of a thing. The um, only one that she has besides Grace is Zoe, who is her not nemesis. Not really her friend. Not really her friend and was her nemesis until, like, two weeks ago. And Tori, like, disappeared off the face of the planet. Yeah. What is that actress doing? I don't know. Being an Instagram model, probably, like probably. her sister. <laughs> probably. Um, And then... Zig then is talking because he feels guilty about the break-in and he's like I'm gonna move I need to move out like you guys need to be safe and Maya's like no you can't do that like you've helped me so much like ever since cam stuff happened it's been really hard for me and you've really been a big part of like getting me out of or helping me move past that and it's a very like heart-wrenching moment and yeah, it just like shows how much they've actually gone through together. Yeah, I like that she's finally. I mean, we're like watching therapy help her in real yeah. time. Like, I like that she's finally like acknowledging that like that, that was traumatic for her. Yeah, and like it has greatly affected her and continues to affect her like every single day because it would. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Imogen shows up to jack's house and then promptly finds out that she is not out to her parents because her mom has like no idea who she is and jack is like she's my best friend and then jack tells her i'm not out to my parents yet. yeah and, and imogen's Imogen, reaction she feels I mean, extremely betrayed and is angry and like storms away yeah oh i feel like how is is that i don't know it's like i i it, it seems less uncommon in high school to like there are you know yeah it's a it's a lot harder to come out but i mean i i understand i feel like both i understand both sides oh for sure <laughs> yeah oh no 100 percent. it's like especially since she's like been giving off 
Like she hasn't said that she, she hasn't is said now. that she's not out. It was it was kind of like a lie by omission. Yeah. Um, and I understand why Imogen feels hurt and betrayed because she I bet and it's like you also can't help but take that personally a little bit. Oh yeah. Where it's like, oh, like you don't For sure. like me enough to be able to like tell your parents about this yeah like stuff like that totally but, but then on all, the flip side it's so scary yeah and all, but on the flip side you can't force people to come out when they're not ready but also at the same time jack didn't even tell her that she wasn't out yet but yeah. it's like maybe like jack she definitely wasn't comfortable told yeah. her that she wasn't out yet especially since they're in like a serious relationship like if they were casually dating like whatever but but also, maybe she was afraid to tell Imogen because she was afraid of this reaction. It's yeah. like, it's just like a big old messy, like, uncomfortable. Like, yeah. no matter what was going to happen, someone was going to feel hurt. Yeah. It's a sucky situation. Yeah. It's just, it's hard to, it's hard. It's hard to come out. It's a hard, yeah, it's a hard Especially thing Especially when you're that young and, like, you don't know how your parents are going to react. And basically, like, I had this conversation with a friend of mine like a couple years ago like like a few years after she came out like the coming out was like kind of fresh and we were talking about it and it's like it's weird because it's like basically you at like age like 15 or however old you decide is 25 or 30 or however old you decide is comfortable for you to come out you're literally just saying this is how i like to have sex yeah like in not so many words like you know it's you know the the real thing is like this is who i fall in love with and this is who i have feelings for but also it's like like dan savage has talked about it before where he like he's like He's like, yeah, no, like at 15, I basically had to go to my mom and be like, I like to have dicks in my mouth. Like that's (laughs) like that's not an easy conversation to have, because even though that's not the way that you're necessarily thinking of it, that might be like what the parent. It's implied. (laughs) It's implied because straight people don't have to come out. So they never have to be like the eventually a man is going to fuck me. Like that's just like not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It sucks. It's complicated. It's very complicated. Did I tell you my my dad's like the best thing my dad did um, when I don't even remember coming out to my parents. <laughs> I, I think it just it, like I was such a roller coaster of a human that like it no matter just, like, what another I did, thing. they were just like whatever, we'll roll with it. But like. But like my mom, like I think assumed that it was kind of a phase, but my dad like never did. It, like in nice. a good way, which was yeah. weird because my dad's like my dad's very conservative. But like when I was like on like Tinder and like when I was like still dating and stuff, it, anytime I was like, oh, I'm like I'm going on a date tonight, whatever, he'd always be like, boy or girl, and it didn't seem like a, like such a dad thing. Yeah, that and it sounds like something my yeah. dad would say too. Like if yeah. like you told him a thing, even if he's like, I don't get it, but like this is what you do or something. Yeah. It's like, Always, it's like, I'm making an effort because yeah. I understand that this is a part of your life. Meanwhile, my mother to this day was like, are you sure? Um, and my, my <laughs> mom's like, like your mom. it's so my mom. <laughs> like, she's she's like very like liberal and stuff. But also, like, I think just the idea of her daughter, like, ending up with a woman freaks her out. Even though I don't want kids. So it has literally. It doesn't even matter. And even if I yeah. did, it wouldn't have an effect on anything. Yeah, no. But no, but my dad would always just be like, boy or girl. And then no matter what the response was, his follow up to that would be like, okay, wear a rubber. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. My dad is a roller coaster of a human being. But he's, he's great. But yeah, no, it's like, it's. I understand, like, the not wanting to come out in high school. Yeah. But I think it's also a surprise with Jack because she, like, gives off this, like, she, like, she's presents very, this front. She seems very confident in her sexuality. Exactly. She, like, presents kind of, like, a front of, like, very, like, confident and open, like, bohemian and... Yeah. I don't know. But maybe it's just, like, that's, like, the facade she puts up. Because yeah. she's afraid to actually, like, go there with her parents. Yeah. I don't know. And I understand, like, Imogen's initial reaction and, like, the storming off. But I'm also, like, I, I like them. And I like, and I hope that Imogen doesn't, like, punish her for this forever. I don't think she's going to. That's not, I mean, at least I hope not. Because that's usually not, like, an Imogen thing to do. No. They have been pretty, very good about, like, when there's a problem, they address it. And then they move past it. Yeah. And it's, like, they've been pretty good about that. Um, but anyway, anyway, 
Frankie's mom shows up. Oh, wait. Sorry. Before this, uh, in Imogen Stormoff, she does say, I have a really important closet to clean out. Oh, yeah. Which I was like, <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. And then we're back at the private jet and Frankie and Winston are like dreaming of cheese curds and poutine, which is fair because it's delicious. It's so good. Let's go back to Canada just oh, for poutine. so good. And then her mom shows up because obviously the pilot probably called her because he can't just take children like to a, a different place on a private plane. No. And her mom is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, stop it. And then Frankie, she Frankie finally says, I want a choice and whether I get to see my dad because I feel uncomfortable around him. And her mom's like, OK. <laughs> That's fair. And apparently Miles gets to make that choice. Because he's 16. Because he's 16, which seems arbitrary. Like, Miles should get to, they should all get to make that choice yeah. regardless. But it seems arbitrary that it's like, because he's 16. Like, 16's not. That's, I guess, only a year older than you are now. Like, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. No. I feel if like. it was like, he's 18 and he can make his own choice about. Yeah. Because, like, that's how my, like, I had a friend who, like, had, like, a very, like, her her family's like relationship with her dad is like very tumultuous and she wanted to stop having to see him and like she finally got like court orders but like but it really wasn't until they were like legally, legally 18 yeah. that it was like but like by the time she was like 14 like he was like fuck you whatever yeah <laughs> but yeah no i like 18 makes sense 16 seems so arbitrary i don't know man um i don't know everyone should be able to make their own fucking choice she's grounded because duh Cause duh. Um, and then we're back at the house, and we find out that the present her dad wanted to give her was his grandmother's necklace that she wore in the twenties because he thought it would be really good for a party. And that was like, damn, that's a really nice gesture, that, fucking Mister Hollingsworth. That's thoughtful as hell. Yeah. Uh, that see, this is the issue with abusers. I mean, this amongst all the other issues with abusers is that it's not like it's not like oh he's the bad guy like, all the time it's not like yeah they're not abusing you all the time hopefully yeah but usually it's like that well they're nice some of the time and thoughtful and great and then also and then they like turn on a dime and exactly it's like, so you're always on edge and yeah i understand the hesitation but frankie is standing her ground and she's like i don't want to be bought i don't feel comfortable being around you and they have like kind of a productive conversation where he's a Paul and she is like, you wanted to pin this Degrassi nudes thing on me for your election. And he's like, I feel really bad about that. She's like, you haven't even apologized to me about that yet. Yeah. And he's like just apologizing about it now. Yeah. And he's really seemingly willing to work on their relationship. He wants to earn her trust back and she seems open to that as well in terms of taking baby steps to maybe do that it's a very again it's a very complicated situation that we have ended their dynamic on for the episode yeah i hope that he goes to therapy yeah and anger management anger management for sure um i also think that miles should not forgive him no 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 i don't think he needs to no or if only to like if only if he does, it would only be to be like, I forgive you, but now I forget you, like Elsie style from the hills, where it's like, I'm forgiving you so I can let go of this in yes. my life. <laughs> um, but anyway, because Miles also needs to be in therapy. Lord, does he ever. Um, but where then, was Miles this whole episode? He wasn't in this entire episode. Maybe it's because the dad was there and he's like, fuck it. Bye. I'm not going to this Gatsby bullshit. It's fair. <laughs> During the daytime. It's fair. Um, they have so many daytime parties. Yeah, I guess because they're children, but still. I don't remember having that many daytime events in high school. Me neither. Um, but then we're with Maya, who's apologizing to Grace for the way that she invited her to the spa. Um... And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm really not good with this. And this is when she's like, I'm not good with girls, but I guess maybe I'm just not good with people. I'm not, like, I'm so afraid of being rejected, basically. Or I'm afraid that, like, if I'm too much myself, people are going to, like, run away and think I'm weird. Um, and they make up, and it's nice. And Maya's like, great, 
I like need all the girlfriends I can get. And then Grace is like, oh yeah, it's because you can't hang out with Zig anymore because you're in love with him. And Miles like, what? And then she like looks at Zig and she's like, oh my God. <laughs> like it has just occurred to her that she's in love with Zig. And I'm like, really? We're doing this? <laughs> again? We're really? doing it again? Really? And that's the end of the episode. And I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. So the vibes were there. The vibes were on there. Purpose. And we're just assholes. And we're just like, Really? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I was more on board for him and Zoe, but Me Zoe's too. also a horrible person. So Zoe I don't sucks. Know. He like he humanized her, and honestly, I don't want to put that like onus on Zig. Yeah, no, me neither. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I think I like it, but I think I hate it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've always gone back and forth on this situ with their relationship. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's I don't so know. Weird. They have chemistry. But also, yeah, but, and also, like, going back to, like, when he's, like, I'll wait for you, and then she, like, got with Miles, and that was a whole thing, and I was, like, oh, poor Zig, and then he got all, like, sleeveless bad boy, I'm in a gang now, but then I'm gonna ghost this gang, and Miles got, I don't know, they've gone through a lot together, so. They really have. I I understand why they're doing this again, because it makes sense. Yeah. But I'm also, I don't know how to feel about it yet. I'm sure the show will manipulate me into supporting it at some point. Oh, 100%. Because just based on her, like, oh, crap. I was like, do I like this? Yeah, and I'm like, ah, okay. Listen, we all know that TV manipulates me into feeling oh, stupid feelings. A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. And I and I can recognize when it's happening, but I usually just lean into it. Oh, no, I let it happen. I'm like, great, fine. I let it happen. Do you know how much dumb stuff I like? I'm like, <laughs> let's just sign me up. I will eat this shit up. Same loves it um all right well that's the end literally like texted you yesterday about veronica mars for like 45 minutes god i know yeah a ship or a spirit squad captain i'm gonna give frankie spirit squad captain yeah she stood her ground she stood up to her dad yeah she stood up to her dad but also like worked out like a mature solution that wasn't just like i'm gonna like like, fuck you, I'm spending your money, but yeah. don't be in my life. Yeah. Which is not easy when you're 15. Yeah. Um, ship. I'm going to friendship Grace and Maya because I want oh, this to yeah. happen. Okay, I like that. I like that. Because I'm like, I'm not committed enough to ship Maya and Zig yet. No. I don't want to ship Winston and Frankie because Winston has done a bad thing. Yep. Imogen and Jack are kind of in a tricky place. Yep. I don't care about Claire and Eli who are in this episode for five seconds. Yep. That's about, those are all of our options. I'm not that invested in like many of the relationships happening right now. Like all of them are kind of not fun. I can see myself getting more invested in the Maya Zig thing. Yeah. And I'm sure I'll be invested in any kind of trials things that happen in the future. Yes. But we haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. But I know it's coming back. Because we've seen an episode from Next Class. Um, Spoiler alert, I guess. I don't know. Can we do that anymore on this show? I don't know. Whatever. Um, All right. Great. Fine. All right. We have an email from Haley. The subject line is, thanks for the pod. And she says, hi, gals. I just stumbled upon this podcast earlier this week, and I'm enjoying listening to the two of you recap my favorite show of all time. Like many of your listeners, I came of age along with the show and hold it near and dear to my heart. In my early adulthood, I thought I would never phase out of following Degrassi, but it never happened. I've watched every, or I thought I would phase out, but it never happened. I've watched every single episode at least three times, but I have seen certain seasons more than others. Season 10 is a favorite of mine, so that's where I picked up listening. High school me would have been obsessed with Eli as well, Kelsey. (laughs) I had to stifle my laughter at my desk at the old enough to fuck line. I said that. I said that. Fresh to Holland because that's like, that's like one of my favorite things that Holland has said on this podcast. And I give her, I need everyone to give her credit every time because old enough to fuck is fucking hilarious. And I still continue to get shit about it to this day from Allegra. Of course. Um, That's what sisters are for. And then uh, I think I'll go back and listen to your recaps of my favorite episodes to see your takes. Some of my favorites are The Lexicon of Love, 1 and 2, Our Lips Are Sealed, Jane Says, and Whisper to a Scream. Clearly, I like some emotional content from Degrassi. 
Some of my hot takes on the series. No spoilers for you two. Claire's pregnancy storyline is a waste of my damn time. It felt like the writers were like, huh, what else could should happen to Claire? Pregnancy? Yeah, let's do that. 100% agree that Ashley sucks. Killing Adam was stupid and unnecessary. Can we stop giving LGBTQ plus characters tragic endings on TV shows? Um, I'll close with a story related to my fandom. Last summer, my boyfriend and I had a long layover at LAX, so we left the airport to get lunch with my friend. While waiting for our lift, I saw someone in the corner of my eye who looks familiar. I do a double take and realize that it was Cassie Steele. After internally freaking out, I decided I would regret it forever if I didn't say hi to her. We started talking. I told her I was a longtime fan, and she told me she was super hungover from partying in Park City the night before. <laughs> my boyfriend had no idea who I was talking to, but he still took a photo of us together before our lift arrived, and she attached the photo. No regrets. Thanks again, Haley. <laughs> That's amazing that you not only ran into Cassie Steele at the airport, but she was hung over from having like partied at probably some music festival that she was at the night before. Well, did you say Park City? Park City. Then she was probably, that, uh, that's probably Sundance. Uh, Sundance. Yeah, Sundance. Yeah, Sundance. But also, that girl goes to a lot of music festivals. Or at least she that's used true. to. Um, that's amazing. I'm very jealous. And thank you for emailing us. Um, but that is all that we have in terms of Grapevine today. Um, if you'd like to be featured on a future Grapevine segment, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at DegrassiPod, or you can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And if you leave us a review, we will make up a Degrassi-inspired fan fiction for you on the show. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Holland Tacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z. Or you can follow my bad photo stock account, Y.Stock. I do not know what I'm recommending. Um, I am going to recommend, I have, I actually have like a pretty good amount of stuff. Um, oh, I started a new podcast that my friend Michelle recommended to me. That's awesome. It's called The Clearing. It's about, um... Do you remember, so there's been, like, this weird, like, conspiracy theory. They talked about it on My Favorite Murder, that this one guy um, who, like, ended up, like, getting accused of murder is actually, like, like, he's, like, responsible for, like, all of the big, like, like, unsolved murder uh, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I guy. think I've heard, I yeah, I can't remember his name, but I think they've talked about him on, like, the Jensen and Holes podcast before, too maybe possibly where it's like oh well now that this guy is here like it could be him i don't know but that sounds familiar possibly well this is a podcast all about that guy because so the reason that he even got like arrested for the first murder is because his daughter like saw like you know she had like a really crappy childhood with him like he was abusive and he was just like real creep real asshole and she read about this unsolved murder in one of the like one of the small towns that she grew up in because they moved around a lot and they would like pick up and leave randomly mm. and she like remembered that they left like around the time that the bodies were found and she remembered her dad coming home that night with like a bloody nose and like you know just like like really suspicious yeah. and she was like she's like I don't she's like and she called like the tip line or whatever and she's like you're going to think I'm totally nuts it's probably not him, but this is all the this stuff. This sounds kind of familiar. This is all the stuff, and they, like, looked into it, and they were like, oh, he was literally on our suspect list, but we didn't really have anything, oh, so they, wow. like, got DNA, and they found out that it was him. Damn. And now, and the rest of the podcast is, I guess, she's, like, going through all the, like, weird little towns, and, like, look, and they're, like, looking into, so like, unsolved murders. So his daughter is the one who's doing the podcast? It's, 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 his daughter isn't, like, doing the podcast, but she's, like, involved. she's involved. Like, they interview her a lot. That I've only listened to like a little bit, but What's it called again? the clearing, and it's like it's so. But she's also like trying to debunk this whole idea that he's responsible for like all these other things. Gotcha. Which so I it's would like totally clearing she, his name yeah. in other yeah areas. She's like, my dad didn't kill the fucking black dahlia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, like, yeah. my dad didn't kill children. Which like, but like all certain things like stuff like my dad didn't kill children. It's like. 
well, I'm only on episode one. I don't know that because the kids that he killed were teenagers. So maybe. And she's like, she's like, he would only kill children. Like, she's still kind of disillusioned at the beginning. And she's like, he only would have killed the kids if they were like threatening the family. And I'm like, that's a weird. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, we don't know that. (laughs) Yeah. So I've only listened to the first episode, but my friend Michelle says it's really good. And I'm already, I'm already, I'm, I just, I'm fucking subscribed. So I'm fucking hooked. I'm down. So the clearing, I've needed a new, like true crimey. Yeah. Because my favorite murder is on like hiatus right now. They keep just posting old shit and I have not, I've just been deleting it. Cause I'm like, I've heard this. I can't, I've been list. I've been deleting the old ones, but I've been listening to their, um, cause they're, uh, hometowns. They're like minisodes. Those are all like compilations of old ones. They're compilations of old ones. Yeah. I've but also- I kind of like that. They kind of have a theme. I listened to the one that was all like the heartwarming ones this morning and I literally cried on the train on my way to work. I have been deleting all of those. <laughs> I like the compilations. I don't know why. I also like a clip show though. I'm a weirdo. I don't. Like, yeah. whenever I do, like, a Friends rewatch and it's one of those episodes where they, like, show yeah. a bunch of clips from old episodes, I'm like, eh. Yeah. But that's mostly just because, like, I've seen these episodes a billion times. I don't need a compilation. Yeah. Do you, did you try out um, All Killer No Filler? That's, what? it's a true crime one. Oh, it's these two, I was like, the Sum 41 CD? No, but it is <laughs> spelled like that. It's, um, it's like these two, like, I, I think, are they Welsh? These two, like, stand-up comedians. Oh, no, they're, like, northern England. I think one is Welsh, but the other one's from, like, Manchester. I don't know. They're, like, northern England, so they have, like, very British. good accents. <laughs> They've got fun, a- but it's not, like, posh accents. It's, like, fun yeah. accents. But they do they do specifically serial killers. Okay. And they're good. Interesting. I guess I'll plug a podcast that I started listening to that I don't think anybody would be interested in unless they're, they like the band Epic High. Uh, which is a Korean, like, hip-hop band. But it's hosted by their, like, main, or, like, spokesperson guy. Or the, he's, they all rap, but his name is Tableau. He is Canadian and Korean, so that's why it's an English-language podcast. And he's really funny. So it's called the Tableau Podcast. That's my one recommendation, because it's, like, the only new piece of media that I've consumed in the past week. Um... But all right, this was a long ep. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw, looked at the runtime. Um, but For was, like a nothing episode. We've talked yeah, a lot. We really went off on a lot of tangents. As is our way. Yes. And we're sober. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about like, oh, maybe we'll, we need wine next time. We always like ramble more. I think people like that. And then we end up talking for almost an hour without any wine in a can. That's true. We would ha- if we do drink next time. We have to limit it to one can. Yeah. Because <laughs> last time it was two, and I felt really gross the next day. Oh, I was. Sick. I was so drunk. I was sick the next day. Um, but all right, that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song, and thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.